of current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So I received a, a couple of emails about Kobe Bryant and how tragic it was. And, you know, it, it was like from how tragic it was to things that we should remember, how life isn't fair, to... Um, I ran across this article from the AT&T website where Disney heiress Abigail Disney says that Kobe Bryant was not a god. And she was tweeting, you know, she right. was feeling like... Um, I mean, it's as if he was the only one, uh, him and his daughter were you know, the only ones that died in the, in the crash. I was trying to figure out who And then she said, in, in her tweets, she uh, wrote about his 2003 rape allegations. Well, so you know, and the allegations never made it to trial. He said it was consensual, consensual, and he eventually apologized to his accuser, according to the New York Times. But she said that uh, Brian could be mourned, but people should not 
make him a god. He wasn't a god. I, I know. I think they put too much emphasis on his death and not the others. And that, that bothered me, really. Yeah, you have, like, uh, all around the world, you have people tattooing his image on their bodies. Yeah, and um, I didn't know that. You know, yeah, you have, you have people wishing that it should have been somebody else oh, rather man. than Kobe Bryant. And, Why? And it just, it's, it's like... If it's just like if Kobe Bryant and his daughter were the only ones on the plane, on the helicopter. Yes, and I, you know, and I feel for the other families. I, I mean, I was, I was saddened when I heard that. When I first heard the news, I was very sad. But I was sad for everybody. I right. was just, it was shocking, actually. And, and I think that's what triggered a lot of the, the feeling that people had, because it was shocking. It was, but you, you know, just, the pilot and the, and the, the, pilot the passengers, and the rest of the passengers. it was another parent with their child yeah. on the helicopter, so. But according to Abigail Disney, who, by the way, is, you know, uh, heir of Walt Disney, she was saying that it's okay to, um, you know, like your NBA stars and, and everything, but don't worship them. Yeah, but I don't even know why she brought up uh, the allegations that were like 17 years but ago. But you know what? I think that's so natural. I remember when I heard about that, the first thing I said is, didn't, you know, because everybody was saying what a wonderful life he had, what a wonderful marriage he had. What, and I'm thinking in the back of my head, am I wrong? Didn't I hear something about some kind of a sexual encounter? Or, you know, it was stuck in my head, you know? Right. And ultimately, he did pay her off. There was some kind of a settlement, you know, so maybe maybe it was to hush-hush everything or, or whatever. But, but, you know, the other thing I thought of is that, is a person saved? At the time of their death, are they saved? Do they believe in God? Do they acknowledge the Lord? Did they ask God ever in their life to forgive them for what they have done? Right, you know. I think that's uh, more important. That you know, that's something not with just him, but with his daughters and with everybody else that was involved in the crash. You know, they are in the hands of a living God, and you just never know. That's why the Lord said, "You let the wheat and the tares, and the sheep and the goats." You know, He'll do the separating. And then when I first read it, I was thinking, nobody knows. Not one person knows when their time is up. Nobody knows that if you're going to walk out your house or walk out of church or walk out of wherever you're, you know, say you go to the games or whatever, you walk out the door that you're going to, you're going to make it. You're going to make it to the, your next destination. Nobody knows that. That's you know? why we pray the Lord's protection be about us and the Lord said be also ready. Yeah, and that also too is like you hear the cliche of live every day like it's your last, but you have to live every day like it's your last unto the Lord because right. that makes a big difference because you're not just living every day like it's your last. You're living every day and every moment of your life as unto the Lord. Right. So, because you, simply because you don't know. You know, and this other article was saying, and it came from, um, from uh, Harvest Christian Fellowship Church, uh, written by Greg Laurie, and it says that the truth is the vast majority of us didn't know Kobe Bryant personally. Maybe we went to one of his games, but that was the extent of our relationship with him. That's not even a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> right. But his death touched 
millions of Americans deeply, but, but he believes that it's because of the suddenness that jolted us into reality that life isn't fair, that anything I, what, can what, what makes him think that it's not fair? Simply because what? I mean, you know, that's something that sort of bothers me. What does it mean, life isn't fair? Like the Lord well, says, you know. Well, some people have their share of troubles, I guess. Yeah, I mean, more than on, their share of how troubles. How do you blame it on life? I mean, I'm trying to figure out the saying, but how is life not fair? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get that. They probably say it because of how, you know, at just the age of 41, and then he was trying to, then it like, like he had so much. But you know what? What about the people, the the young children that are born, and they're maybe two, three, four, five years old, and they get cancer, and they're dying. That's not fair. I mean, well, I, it could be anything. I, it's not just Kobe Bryant. It's anybody that has. But I don't look Things at it as being fair or unfair. I, I don't look at it as, as life not being fair. I look at it that, you know, when you were born under circumstances and uh, we, we have our tests, we have our trials and things that we have to face, the pleasant as well as the unpleasant, like the Lord says, to everything there's a season, to every purpose under the sun. There's, there's something, you know, the Lord says he does these things to, to keep a balance, you know, so... You know, when people say life isn't fair, I, you know, it's almost to me like saying God isn't fair. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, um, life itself is just, it's not prejudice, it's not racist. It's like you're no better than the next person. Right, like like Solomon said, the man as well as the beast, we all have one thing in common. we got to leave here. Well, going on to this article, Greg Laurie says that... Uh, what you should keep in mind as you reflect on Kobe's passing, and and the first one is life is precious. Life is really precious. And he says that he has a smartwatch, and periodically he'll get a message on it that simply says breathe. And I'm thinking, That's funny. Little, you don't have to. Funny have thing is, I was breathing already, but yeah. it's reminding me of something that I should never take for granted. Every day is a gift, and that's true. Every day is a gift from the Lord. Every day right. that you have is a blessing, and every day that you're in your sound mind and you have the activity of your limbs, and this is me talking, every day that you have uh, your abilities, that's a blessing, you know, and you shouldn't take it for granted. The Bible reminds us, he says, to te teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. And he says that Kobe was a very successful man with many beautiful things, but I'm certain that we would have traded it all for one more precious, he would have traded it for one more precious day of life. I don't know. And he wasn't given that choice. I, but I don't know. You know, like some people say that, you know, they, they would trade something, I don't know. Or they'll say something to the effect like, I would give anything. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. If I know within myself that I am saved, now maybe he would if, if he did like the rich man, lifted up his eyes and found out that he was in hell and that if he could now make an exchange, maybe. But if you're in the bosom of the Lord, I don't think so. Yeah, I've seen many saints once they get a glimpse of... But I don't heaven, think he was a saint. No but I don't think I don't, we don't know. We don't know what he was. We don't know where his heart was. We don't know where his convictions were. We don't know. The second thing is don't ask why, ask who. 
And he says, I remember the day 11 years ago when my wife and I heard the devastating news that our son Christopher had died in an automobile accident on his way to work. It was as if all the air was sucked out of the room and time stood still. I felt as though if words could kill you, I could have died on the spot that day. In my time of pain and darkness, I called out to God and he was there for me. The Bible says he is the God of all comfort. Sometimes things happen in life that are unfair and we will never get a satisfying answer for why they happen. At times such as these, I have learned that the right question is, is not why, but who. Who do you turn to at a time like this? You turn to God and you ask him for the strength you need to go on for another day. And you cry and you mourn. The Bible says, be happy with those who are happy, weep with those who weep. Many people wept with us when our son Christopher died. Right now, Kobe's family needs support and love. We need to remember to pray for Kobe's wife, Vanessa, and his children. And he's also survived by his father and his mother. And I can't imagine the devastation. They're still doing the same thing. They're still just concentrating on Kobe. I'm not finished. He can't imagine that I can't imagine the devastation they are all feeling all over the loss of both Kobe and Gianna. Still, we must also remember to pray for the families of the seven others who died oh, as well. Oh, he finally got around. And to he said their names are John Altobelli, 56, Orange Coast College head baseball coach, Carrie Altobelli, John's wife. Alyssa Altabelli, John and Carrie's daughter. Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Sarah's daughter, and another basketball teammate. Christina Mauser, girls basketball coach at Mamba Sports Academy. And Ara Zobayan, who was the pilot. Right, so you, they're 1%. So I'm saying, I, you know, I still think too much emphasis is placed upon somebody because of their status. That's basically what it is because they just say, oh, the other seven on there. Yeah. Now, if it was just just the seven on there, they would just say, oh, a plane has went, or a helicopter has went down mm-hmm. in Calabasas yeah. on Sunday. Nine people were on the, was on board, was killed in the plane, in the crash. There were no survivors, and that's it. But because of Kobe and the magnitude of his celebrity, it's a worldwide event now. Right. And number three, it says we must prepare. And just like you were saying, death isn't a respecter of people. It doesn't care if you are rich or poor, religious or not, famous or infamous, or unknown, or even the great Kobe. Right. Right. We have have one thing that happens to them all, like Solomon says I think we just lost our perspective as a country. I think we've lost our perspective on things. I, I don't know. I, it's like I can't even tell who Kobe Bryant played for. Played for the Los Angeles Lakers for twenty Lakers. years. But I couldn't tell you that until I read it in the paper. I could tell you though the first thing that I thought of, and I told you that that I, I remember some kind of sexual misconduct, you know, and that's. Right, you know, what you remember for in, in life, but really is, is how the Lord sees you. That's so the I, most important, right. how the Lord sees you in the end. Right. Anyway, I found this article about Kathy Lee Gifford. Remember her? She's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's. <laughs> 
She's saying that if we're not quoting Hebrew or Greek Bible, we're not quoting the word. Oh, this article down, so came from ChristianHeadlines.com. So now she's preaching. Huh? See, now okay. we're talking about what you remember about her. Oh, yeah, because she is so I mean, anti-Christ in her statements. She's See, you remember things that. differently than I remember about Ooh. her. And, and so she was, she's saying Christians are not fully engaging God's power unless they discover the truth of his word by studying directly from the Greek and Hebrew texts. Oh, come on. As if there are some people going to sit there and try to read Hebrew. Is she insane? Wait a minute. Maybe this isn't the same Catherine. Catherine, what is she? What is she famous for? Let me see. I know this picture here. I know we're on radio. You can't see. It. I just want to. Because she's uh, a lot older, but she was a um, uh, host of the, of um. She was a TV host okay. on Channel Four, and so, then she writes oh, children's books. But oh, no. well, this, this she married Gifford. This well, who is who is her husband? Well, I take that back. This is the wrong Kathy Lee, but she's still just as silly in her. What do you remember? Uh, basically nothing. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, but she's still. But she's, she's the wild. one who. She's the one who uh, married this guy who was. Um, he was an NFL uh, commentator, Frank Gifford. Well, he was a, a football was player NFL before football that, player. right? And um, and there again, I think. I heard something that said that she pulled him away from his wife or something. She I probably did. I don't. But, but I, don't I, I don't know. We don't really know the history. But that's just pure nonsense to say people are supposed to be reading from the original text. But let me ask you: when they, when she says stuff like this, what I want to know is: is it the King James version translation from? The original text, yes, is as close as uh, we have ever come to the original uh, uh, books of of the Jewish Bible. So I, I, I don't get what she's talking about. Not everybody has the resources or the capacity to learn a foreign language. So she had an interview um, by the Christian Post, and she says, we have not been taught the truth. And we wonder why we have no power in our lives. We're quoting scripture that isn't true. And if we're not quoting what it actually says in the Greek, actually says in the Hebrew, then we're not speaking the word, and the word is everything. She's ridiculous, because with the translation, uh, the Lord has allowed his truth to be spread. And simply because maybe she has afforded herself uh, with the... with the means to get maybe a, a tutor or instructor who has taught her in Hebrew. And even if, say for instance, we will be at the mercy of whoever is giving us the interpretation, we wouldn't know. If, if we're looking at the, the Hebrew language and it's not our, our natural tongue, and somebody says, this is what it's saying, how would we know? You know we will be quoting it by faith based upon what someone is telling us, which is the same thing that we're doing now with the King James Version. We're trusting in the Lord that he has allowed his word to be, to be translated and given to us and that what we are reading is in fact the truth. There was this one Jewish person said that they had read through you know, the King James that says closer that they've seen to their own translation of their scriptures. So we have to trust in the Lord. If there was no power, if we're somehow misguided and not really trusting in God's word, then when we call upon the name of Jesus as it says in his word, nothing should have happened. If we trust in God 
as it says in his word, then nothing should have happened if it has been translated incorrectly. But because it's the living word, because God has allowed his word to go forth, his glory he won't give to another, we know that the translation is accurate. And we know that the Lord moves based upon his word, based upon what's in the scriptures. So for her to tell people in the millions who are reading the scriptures in their own tongue that somehow God's word isn't valid unless Maybe she doesn't mean it that way. I don't know. Or that's what it sounds like. I don't know. And she says Hebrew and Greek. She has not included English, Spanish, French, German, Russian, Arabic. You know, she's excluded Chinese. You know, she's excluded everything except Hebrew and Greek. And you know, that's not true. That's just that's just so off the wall. To me, that's so backwards. I don't even know how she could come up with that. And you make me wonder people um, overdosing on prescribed medication. I don't, I don't Well, I don't anyway, know. anyway, anyway, she's going to be giving a speech during the awards show. I think they mean the 28th Annual Movie Guide Awards show which is going to air on February 24th on the Hallmark Channel. So if you really want to see what she has to say, maybe nope. she'll have, um, maybe other people might be interested. I don't know, maybe yeah. other people. Maybe they would, but I'm saying no, me. <laughs> it was a general statement to yeah. people listening Mind to this program. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Someone sent me this article about the Department of Defense should not allow promotion of religion on branded dog tags. And this article came from The Hill, and it says, the headline immediately caught my eye. It's written by Kayla Williams. Anti-religion group seeks to deny troops inspirational dog tags. It's a shocking claim and seemed unbelievable. Open religiosity was one of the components of military life I found most surprising when I joined. And it's hard to imagine any organization trying to deny troops something as innocuous as dog tags with inspirational sayings on them. So a careful read validated my suspicion. It's not the case that a nonprofit has been denied the ability to donate innocuous dog tags with inspirational sayings to individual service members by a supportive nonprofit. Rather, the Marine Corps, which is notoriously protective, protected, protective of its brand, denied a license for the private business Shields of Strength to produce and sell dog tags with both verses from the Bible and Marine Corps trademarks on them. Dog tags with Air Force and Army symbols and religious verse are still for sale. While coverage for this decision has blamed the Military Religious Freedom Foundation's complaint, the letter from Shields of Strength Council to the Marine Corps Trademark Licensing Office includes a 2011 quote from the Marine Corps that they did not feel comfortable licensing religious materials. And another from 2017 referencing the DOD policy prohibiting licenses for any purpose intended to promote religious beliefs. I don't I think it should be up to the servicemen to decide what they would like to have on their dog tags. I think so, too. You know, and I don't know, it's like people are afraid sometimes to say that they're Christians with all this stuff going on. Yeah, they shouldn't be, though. 
Thought. 